This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Let's travel the world together She can make it easy and in any kind of weather No TSA, no bad checks, no patting down She's talking from the skies and sending lives of feel-good sounds Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt Betty and the Jets She's weird and wonderful Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen She's wearing high heel shoes Got her wings on, too You know I've never seen a better stew Oh, Betty and the Hello, and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Boop. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. This episode, we have stories about pot, fights, pranks, spin-outs, halos, cargo, masks, and moons. The music for the show is something a little different. Uh, It's something I find heartwarming about the pandemic. Um, It's all, you know, the Italians, the Germans, the Indians, and the New Yorkers singing and clapping in a sign of camaraderie and solidarity and, most importantly, gratitude for the essential workers and especially healthcare workers. Let's get on with the show. I was talking to a friend, and he was telling me this story about a infamous flight attendant who's um, known for partying a lot. And she's also very well known for getting herself out of scrapes. You know, she's just, she thinks really fast on her feet. (laughs) She has nine lives. So this is back a long time ago before we got drug tested and before pot was uh, legal anywhere. And so this flight attendant was on a layover, and she was with another uh, flight attendant who's also famous for partying, and they were smoking pot in their hotel room on a layover. And so here comes security. They're like, uh, we need you to open the door. Someone's complaining. We think you're smoking pot in there. We think you're doing drugs in there. And she was like, oh, um, yes, uh, you know, I work for the airline, and my airline has very strict policies that as a female, I cannot open my door for a man and because you might not really be with security. And he was like, well, we've had complaints that you're doing drugs in there. And she said, I smelled that too. And I called downstairs to complain. Nobody came up to investigate. And he was like so flummoxed, he just left. (laughs) So hydrochloroquine has been in the news a lot in regards to uh, the coronavirus. And um, it's people have been debating uh, whether or not it will help with the coronavirus, whether it's dangerous. And um, uh, Trump has been very pro uh, hydrochloroquine. And I just want to say that I've taken hydrochloroquine. Maybe a lot of you have, I don't know. But um, for malaria, the first drug, at least in my traveling days. (laughs) There might have been something before then, other than just, you know, quinine and a 
gin and tonic. But uh, so Larium was the first one that I took when I was traveling. And that's when I was in India and we had these crazy, crazy uh, hallucinogenic dreams. And um, there were three of us traveling and two of us were on Larium. And the other one was, I think she was on hydrochloroquine because I think she couldn't take larium for some reason. But um, she was fine on the hydrochloroquine. But the two of us are on larium. Uh, the first time we realized there was a problem with it was when my friend, she's a really good traveler, a beautiful redhead. Um, anyway, not that's neither here nor there. But anyway, we were in this, we'd only been in India a few days and the three of us were sharing a room. And um, my friend, likes, she tends to have to go to the bathroom a few times a night. And there's three of us in a room. So when I heard her get up to go to the bathroom, I thought, oh, well, I'll go to the bathroom too this way. I won't have to wake anybody up if I have to go later, right? Anyway, so I get up to go to the bathroom, you know, and I'm blonde and I'm pale. And, uh, and you're going, what does that have to do with going to the bathroom? But my friend... <laughs> She sees me as she's coming out of the bathroom. I'm going in and she's like, <gasps> like, she's in a horror movie. And I'm like, it's me. It's Betty. What's wrong? What's, what's wrong? And she's like, <laughs> and uh, we couldn't calm her down. She was like backed up against a wall looking at me with, with horror. And she said later I was like a pale white, like ghost with a staff, like, you know, like the vision of death. <laughs> And it took us a long time because, like, she's awake, she's walking, but she was still dreaming. And then we kept having this, and we actually thought it was funny when it was the other person having it. It wasn't as funny when it was you. <laughs> the next one, um, I was in my sleeping bag. We were in a terrible place, Rishikesh. It might be nice now, but it was horrible when we were there. And um, we were staying in the best place we could find, but there were like bugs circling the bed. And we, we had our sleeping bags with us because we were going to do some hiking in the Himalayas. So um, we were sleeping in our sleeping bags on top of the bed because all of, we were all afraid of the sheets or whatever. It was just um, not optimal. <laughs> so I'm in my sleeping bag and I wake up and I'm hitting the sleeping bag and they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, why, why is there all this pottery in my sleeping bag? And they're thinking, there's no pottery in your sleeping bag. And um, because now we start, knew what it was, it was kind of fun to mess with the person who was having their hallucinogenic dreams. And they're like, what color is the pottery? And I'm like, it's blue and white. Like, of course it's blue and white. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and then uh, we had more of those things happen on the trip with Larium, my first malaria drug. Um, but the problem was when I got back, because you still had to take it for like four weeks uh, afterwards when you got back and I was on a layover and there was a giant pig on my bed, like kneading the bed, kind of like a cat does. And I was like, ah, and I, I came very close. Thank goodness. I don't know what made me stop. I, I almost called down to the front desk to say there was a giant pig in my room. So yes, I did not like larium. No, no, no larium. So then my next drug that I took was if I was going to South America, uh, they prescribed the hydrochloroquine. And um, they don't prescribe it a bunch of places now because um, they've developed immunity. Um, the mosquitoes, I guess. I don't know. There's, there's developed immunities. So sometimes uh, if it is a place where they haven't had developed immunity, they will try to give you the hydrochloroquine. And uh, I took it and I didn't have any terrible side effects except for I had like a red rash 
like a red rash all over the place. Um, so maybe it was just me. Maybe it was just how I, you know, reacted to the drug. But um, if you're going on vacation, you don't want, really want to be covered in a rash. <laughs> so I didn't like that drug. But I don't think, at least for me, it wasn't dangerous. And I think now with the COVID-19, they're prescribing it along with a Z-Pack. So like a Z-Pack and hydrochloroquine, you know, trying anything they can. But anyway, um, then came Malarone. Malarone. No side effects. Fantastic. <laughs> and so it's expensive, but um, there's no side effects. And so any number I've gone, I've needed anti-malaria drugs quite frequently from all the places I've gone. And um, I will I sometimes go in and have my prescription and they'd come out with larium. And I'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. Malarone, malarone. <laughs> I don't want the larium. I don't, I don't want to be seeing big pigs in my hotel room. I didn't say that. But um, other times they'd come back with the hydrochloroquine and I'd be like, no, no, no. I don't want that. I want malarone because I don't want the hydrochloroquine because I'm going to be covered in a rash. <laughs> At one point, my airline was giving out giving out malarone in the flight attendant lounge because we had just started flying to... Um, uh, part of Africa where you need it. And um, I, nobody else was excited, of course. And I got wind like upstairs. I wasn't in the lounge. I was just going through Atlanta. I wasn't based there at the time. And they were like, oh, yeah, they have, um, they're giving away some malaria drug in the lounge. And I was like, what? Hold on. Stop. <laughs> they're giving it, is it malarone? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, move out of my way. <laughs> Gotta get me some malarone. Um, I'm at the grocery store, and the guy in front of me, I barely noticed him. I did notice that um, I can be a little hypervigilant. I do notice things, you know, even if it doesn't pertain to me. I had two things of ice cream. No big deal, right? What do I care? What do I care what anybody has, right? So uh, I didn't see the people in front of him, but apparently the woman in front of him had a bunch of pasta, and uh, they had the clerk had said, you're not allowed to have, they're now instituting, you're only allowed, if they're running out of things, you're only allowed one or two of something. And she had too many. And he said, did you just tell that woman she couldn't buy that much pasta? And she was like, yeah, you know, that's the new rule of stuff we're running out of, you know, limited to a certain amount. And he said, what if she has a large family? You saying that she cannot feed her family pasta tonight because of your restrictions? And the woman, the clerk's like, um... I don't make the rules. I'm just here, you know, I'm just an hourly worker. And he was like, you people are not letting Americans be Americans. There should be no restrictions, no restrictions. If somebody gets here early and they want to buy all the toilet paper, if they want to buy 300 containers of toilet paper, they should be able to buy all the toilet paper they want. This is America. No restrictions. There should be no restrictions. And he's, he's got his hands waving. I was afraid maybe he was going to start swinging, you know, and I'm averting my eyes, kind of like, oh. I don't know. And then he starts saying, um, it's the Democrats. It's the Democrats. They're, they're putting all these restrictions. And I was thinking, oh, it's just the grocery store. I don't think it has to do with any political party. And I, um, after he left, luckily he was all red in the face, you know. Uh, I was nice to the lady. And I'm like, hey, you know, guy's crazy. You know, he's angry. People are angry. They don't like that they're getting stuck at home. Um He's just looking to pick a fight with anybody. And she was like, oh, my gosh. She goes, I was just backing up. I was afraid he might hit me. And I was like, I was afraid to <laughs> do crazy time.
It was on my flight, and uh, we used to have the you know full-size trash carts. And this gal would get inside the trash cart, put her hand out, and take people's trash. <laughs> so it was it was like, like the hand, the hand. Or what was it? That thing? Is that what it was on the monsters? Wasn't it there was. a hand? I think it was. <laughs> So, you know, there's all these rabbit holes you can fall down. Lots of times for me, it, lots of times it's like, oh, let's see if anybody's reviewed my books. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, no. And then right under all of my books and on the Amazon search, there is a um, book called, get this, Boop, You're the Boss. You can manage it. And um, I was called Betty Boop when I was growing up and they stopped the name Betty Boop and just called me Boop or Boops. And I have a good friend that still calls me Boop. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was kind of problematic when I was growing up being a Boop or Boops because I've always been, um, uh, how should I say, uh, well endowed. And so being called Boops is mighty close to Boops. <laughs> And then one day I was looking at my reviews and I was like, oh, look, there's one. Yay! <laughs> it was for Marjorie the Only, the third book in the Tar series. And this was from BK and the title was Good, Clean, Fun. And it's like, I just want to go, yay! <laughs> She's, actually, I don't know if BK is a he or she, but they said, I really enjoyed this series. Betty's quirky sense of humor really comes through. It's fun to read a book by someone you know, and I feel like I do know Betty after listening to hours of her podcasts over the years. Here's hoping there are more books to come. And then it's like, okay, great. <laughs> Thank you, BK. So I like that fight that I saw at the grocery store where the guy was upset with the woman couldn't get as much pasta as she wanted at the grocery store. What I realized, I was commuting home from my first domestic flight in, in ages. Um, and of course, there's not very many people on the plane. And there was a guy, I saw him in the gatehouse and um, my spidey sense went up. You know, I've been doing this for too long. I've been around too many people for too long. I, I can spot a problem. You know, this guy had... A, bunch of tattoos, which is no big deal, but he had crazy eyes. I was like, that dude's crazy. I could just tell. Uh, so now he's sitting one row behind me and across the aisle. And uh, I'm a passenger. I'm in regular clothes. And um, he didn't say anything when the flight attendants were coming through or like when they were doing the safety demo or anything. But uh, he's, he's, inches away from doing something and I can sense it I can tell but now I'm not I'm not working and it's like do I draw the attention of the crew you know you don't know what to do but he's starts moaning and talking to himself he wasn't on a phone I looked over at one point and I'm sorry this is a little off color but he had his hand down his shorts um which then I could say something then, but then he stopped doing that. And then he's groaning. And then he started like growling and he's saying weird things out loud, um, wanting attention, wanting a fight. Uh, every PA that came on, he would mock the PA and he'd say like, welcome to COVID airlines. I mean, he could have been on drugs. He could have been drunk, mental issues. Darn, I have some hypervigilance. It's like, why do I have to pay attention? It's a 35 minute flight. Hold it together, man. 
Um, after like the growling, he started air kissing, you know, but I'm not on, I'm not on duty. I'm not making eye contact. I'm trying not to, um, get in his radar because I can tell like there was a guy sitting right in front of him. I could tell that guy was tense. He was like, should I be doing something? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he was saying things like, holy crap, space jam. Uh, I don't know. Like, what do you do? Do you say something? You not say something? Technically, he hasn't done anything illegal except for when he was touching his junk, but he didn't do that for very long. Um, so, we landed safely and he got off, but I think if anybody would have, he was trying to get someone to engage with him. And if somebody would have engaged, I think he would have blown. And what I've realized, um, a lot of people haven't been in a crisis time. Uh, after 9-11, I saw the same thing. It's like people with underlying issues, they spin out. Like if you got cracks and then something really serious happens, you, you know, uh, you just spin out. Like, well, you had a lot of flight tenants get fired after 9-11. Like, they had issues before, but then it was like, now we're, we're dealing with something big, you know, something affects everyone. You know, people can die, and people had died. And anyway, uh, we're in that time again. And uh, you got to watch for these people spinning out. been busy. Now, I know that um, sounds weird <laughs> when you're not working, but I've been really busy. I've been day trading on the stock market. I've been recording uh, the Tar Pack audiobook and editing. That's the fourth book in the Tar series. And I think all things, fingers crossed, I think the book and the audiobook will be out before the next podcast, but I'll keep you updated. I've been working out. I've been painting. I've been going through... Um, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize I have receipts for things I sent, like FedEx receipts from the 90s, <laughs> the 90s. I have taxes, I'm going through and shredding and finding all this stuff. And I'm thinking, I can't believe I saved all this paper and I moved it across the country. Like, I think I thought it was too big a job back then. <laughs> now I'm tackling that big job. But a lot of these things I'm doing aren't necessarily I mean, of course, working on the podcast, but a lot of it's kind of like work, right? You know, so I'll be like, um, I'll get myself distracted. Like, look, the laundry room ceiling needs painted. I'll do that instead of going through all these papers. <laughs> I had some holes that I put in. So, you know, I'm spackling. Now it's paint time. And I don't know about you, but I tape off, you know, the painter's tape. And then I use a brush around the edges and then I use a roller. And, um, to put the tape on, I stood on a chair. I don't use a ladder because I live in a condo. I don't know where to store it. So I just get up and down off a chair. But I'm tall. And so when I got up on the chair, I had to stoop. So um, I get the paint done. I get the edges done. Now it's time to roll. I'm like, okay, great. This is, I like a project where you can see the end, like your results. You know, it's like satisfying instead of like the big project of all that paper. <laughs> Or the the audiobook, um, because the audiobook, you would think the audiobook wouldn't be a problem for me because I record and I edit, but the audiobook is the biggest, biggest job. I don't know why. Anyway, now I'm rolling the laundry room and um, I'm up on the um, 
chair and I'm stooping and I'm trying to get above. I have a stackable washer and dryer, so I'm trying to roll, get back there. You know, it's kind of hard because there's not that much space between the, the ceiling and, and washing machine. So anyway, I'm getting back there and I'm rolling and I'm rolling and then it hit me. My head is on the ceiling. My head is in the paint that I just put on the ceiling. And then I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no, oh no. I go and run to the mirror and I had a paint halo on my head. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I rip my clothes off, jump in the shower and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and the shampoo, I always make fun of shampoo because it's like um, shampoo, rinse, repeat. And I'm always like, who repeats? You don't shampoo your hair twice well guess what when you have a paint hair halo you shampoo rinse repeat so you worked for another airline i like to hear other other airline stories okay so there was a flight attendant that seen a pilot downstairs at the bar at overnight past drinking hours okay and instead of going to say something to him or say anything yeah she takes it upon herself to let it go at the moment. They show up to work the next day. They operate a flight. And once they land, she reports him. Huh. Well, instead of the pilot losing his job, she lost hers. Because they said that, why did you... Let you right. Why, why would you she? willingly let him fly the plane knowing he drank when he wasn't right. supposed to? Yeah. So she lost her job. And he went to rehab. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'd like to thank any of you who were so kind when you bought something on Amazon. You went to my website first, BettyInTheSky.com. It doesn't cost you any more. It supports the show. And um, I like to see what people buy. And this past month was very um, coronavirus specific, <laughs> like rubber gloves, face masks, and uh, a book called The Passage, the original post-apocalyptic virus thriller. And um, I am... Uh, since I have some time, I am approaching sponsors, so I'm hoping to have a sponsor or two, and I just want to let you guys know ahead of time that if I end up ever having more than two ads in a podcast, I'll figure out a way to do a, a ad-free version of the podcast for very little money, maybe on Patreon or Stitcher Premium, so if you don't want the ads, you'll have a way to not have to listen to them. Uh but anyway, thanks for going to Amazon and clicking through my website, and I thank you very, very much. This is like uh, the worst time to have a hot flash. Uh, I've had them for a while now. They're almost gone, so I'm real used to them. You know, it's really irritating. and um, But, you know, it's no big deal, and they don't last very long. That's why it's called a flash. So uh, I have a little cough, <laughs> so I'm at I'm at the grocery store, and uh, I, did, I hadn't even noticed that I had done a little cough and then um, uh, had a hot flash, and I started, there must have been like six people nearby, and I just saw their faces turn like, <gasps> like, like a horror movie, because they think I have the coronavirus, because <laughs> I... I think I have a fever and I have a cough and I wanted to say no 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 it's uh it's a hot flash hot flash not coronavirus <laughs> instead I didn't say anything I just looked like I kind of pretended like I forgot something and I went to an aisle um just to wait it out because it doesn't take very long and then those people were gone and then I went ahead and checked out
you know, this has been such a strange time. Uh, my airline is actually having cargo-only flights. Did you hear that right? Cargo-only flights. And get this, you have to have flight attendants. <laughs> Only a few. But they said, um, you know, if something caught fire or something in the cabin, uh, they have systems in the baggage area, but they don't in the um, cabin uh, to detect it or whatever. So um, get this, they're putting the cargo in the overhead bins. I was kind of thinking that might kind of be a kind of fun flights to work. <laughs> cargo only. I've made a lot of jokes about doing the podcast in my closet because it has better audio quality because of the clothes. And now I've realized that the whole world is in their closet. Everybody's doing these Zoom uh, conference calls and Zoom podcasts and Zoom TV, Zoom everything. And a lot of people are in the closet. And hey, I just want to say I was one of the first people to be in the closet. (laughs) And about the closet... um, One of the problems about being in the closet for me is that uh, I have a restaurant in my front yard and uh, it's noisy. So I have to shut all the doors and I can't have the air conditioning on because of the noise. Um, So it gets really hot. And I used to doing audiobooks. Sometimes I would be in my underwear in my closet because it's hot. But guess what? Restaurants closed. (laughs) It's not noisy. I don't have to shut the door in the closet. So in a way, the whole world is now in the closet and I'm slightly out of the closet. <laughs> when we when we first got our uh, Boeing 767s, we it was a whole different toilet flushing system. Oh yeah. And we were intrigued by that. So because of the tremendous suction, it didn't right. use water. It was just suction. So we thought it would be pretty funny to see what actually it could suck down down the toilet. So we would start at the beginning of first class with a roll of toilet paper, and we would run it all the way back to the aft lap. It's amazing. I've done it too. And, and shocking. The very end of it yeah. in, and it would suck the whole like the toilet sh- paper all the way down the aisle. It was. It's amazing. Yeah, it really? is. Really. I was just going through and deleting um, podcast episodes um, because they take up a lot of space on your computer and I get, um, you're starting to run out of storage. Anyway, I was going through and I have mine on there and um, I was going through and looking at the titles and episode 78 was called Cootieville in Germberg. Cootieville in Germberg. <laughs> well, nothing more apropos in, um, you know, virus time than Cootieville and Germberg. So uh, I was walking at the beach and uh, in front of me also walking are two guys and a girl and um, neither of the guys are cute or fit. <laughs> I'm being kind there. And um, the one pulls down his pants revealing his bum. He's basically mooning the camera and it's like okay. <laughs> but the curious part was another group of people not involved with this group at all are playing like a boombox and they're playing uh, Mississippi Moon. <laughs> like what are the chance he's mooning when these people are playing uh, Mississippi Moon? Won't you keep on shining on me? Uh, I have a lot of work to do during this whole quarantine. So um, 
uh, it's not like I'm lacking of things to do, but I want to make sure I'm still getting exercise. So I go walking and then I have any number of things I do in between um, working on the podcast or writing or typing or editing or audio books, all those things. Um, uh, I have like a I have a whole kettlebell workout, you know, it's just online, like 30 kettlebell exercises. And I like the kettlebells and um, I've been doing them a long time, but um, it's on my iPad. And uh, I think, I think it's been a year now. And um, your mind sort of decides something is called a certain thing and then you don't really see what it really is. So um, that's just like when I did that... um, terrible mistake. I still get people because people find the podcast and go back and listen and then they still they haven't heard them in order. So they um, don't realize that I apologized in the next episode. But I get people saying, it's gander, where the planes land after 9-11. Gander, you kept saying uh, grander. (laughs) But I in my mind had decided that's what it was called. So I'm doing these kettlebell uh, exercises. And um, I thought the, the one, my favorite one, was the gobble squat. <laughs> and I always got to laugh out of it, too. It's so funny that they call this the gobble squat. And I just realized now that it's a goblet squat, <laughs> which makes so much more sense. But it was kind of like, wah, wah, wah. you like that exercise so much because it had a funny name, the gobble squat. And it's a goblet squat. I had mentioned in the last podcast that um, I've been having trouble getting masks. <laughs> I've actually been washing out my masks that you're not supposed to uh, reuse. But um, I've ordered masks, but none of them have come. And uh, uh, I did make a mask out of a bra. But it's slightly embarrassing <laughs> wearing a bra on your face. <laughs> I made myself a hot pink mask that I kind of made with that stitch witch. <laughs> I didn't sew it. I just used that stuff for hemming that you iron. And I thought it was pretty good. I thought it looked pretty good. And I was at Walmart checking out and the thing just fell off. <laughs> so much for my sewing skills. But um, anyway, I was saying in the last podcast that I have that full face uh, snorkel mask. And you know, that's sustainable. You can wipe it down, but it hasn't gotten that bad there that I really need to feel like I w- need to wear my snorkel mask in public. But get this, this, you know, there's days that are really long. And then sometimes you get an email with a picture or a video that just uh, makes you laugh out loud. And I got this, I got pictures and videos from listener Rocco. <laughs> and Rocco said, uh, you know, you you mentioned the snorkel mask as a personal protective device. Well, I've got you one better. He said, I wore my scuba gear to the post office. (laughs) That's one way to go. Bring your own air. (laughs) Loved it. Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time. So hopefully we can start traveling around the world together. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) 